This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Sending in federal officers? Well, I'm going to do something that I can tell you. No welcome mat in Chicago. I have great concerns about that. Virus swarms in the South. Every day, there's a need for more patients who need beds. Suspect ID'd in shooting at judge's home. An attorney with a case before Judge Salas. Good morning, I'm Steve Kathan. With the CBS World News Roundup is a showdown looming in many of this country's major cities. There are indications federal officers will be sent to more places. They've already been deployed in Portland, Oregon, where last night tear gas was used on protesters. CBS's Carter Evans has the latest. As the crowd rushed toward the courthouse here in Portland, officers responded with tear gas again. DHS Acting Secretary Ken Cuccinelli is defending the actions of federal officers. We're accomplishing our mission, which is to protect the federal facilities and the people in them and using them. Sharon Myron, who is also a county commissioner in Oregon, says she was tear gassed while attending the protest after a shift in the ER. I think the tear gas is doing exactly the opposite of what they would like to accomplish. So it didn't deter you? Didn't deter me. It made deter me. It made me in fact, want to go back. I'm Stephen Portnoy in Washington. The president says the officials charged with keeping streets safe are too afraid to do it. The governor and the mayor and the senators out there, they're afraid of these people. Not waiting for requests for assistance, the administration is sending dozens of federal agents to Chicago. Mr. Trump says he won't back down. These are people that hate our country. And we're not going to let it go forward. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot says the White House approach is all wrong. He could empower the ATF to actually do what they're, they're supposed to do, which is go after illegal gun sales, go after federally licensed gun dealers that aren't doing their job. Later today, President Trump will hold his first coronavirus briefing in three months. It's a great way to get information out to the public as to where we are with the vaccines, with the therapeutics. It comes as the pandemic rages in this country and Republican lawmakers work on a new virus aid bill. CBS's David Begno is in Florida, a virus hotspot, where teachers are taking legal action to stop school openings. If you had been infected... Yet again, Florida's governor was heckled yesterday at a public event. Meanwhile, the Florida Education Association is taking aim at the governor with a lawsuit looking to halt his plan to reopen schools next month. 
Carla Hernandez Matz teaches middle school in Miami-Dade County. It is ludicrous to think that now when the fire is even hotter, um, that we would take our children out of these protective bubbles that we've created. You know, we, we can mitigate learning losses, but the reality is that we cannot mitigate loss of life. A lot of excitement after British scientists announced early success in trials of an experimental COVID vaccine. So what happens now? Dr. Peter King, an advisor to the British government, says British regulators are now faced with a difficult dilemma. If they delay approval of the vaccine, millions more may die unnecessarily. If they say yes, there will be a queue of three and a half billion people suddenly form asking for the vaccine. So it's quite a tricky call. One thing he does know, the virus, he says, is here to stay. All science could do is come up with strategies to contain it or prevent it or defuse its worst effects. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. A self-described anti-feminist lawyer found dead in New York is the suspect in the deadly shooting at a federal judge's home in New Jersey. Esther Salas's son was killed and her husband was wounded in the attack. CBS's Laura Podesta says Roy Den Hollander appeared in her courtroom just a few years ago. While motive is still not known, Den Hollander was previously the attorney in a gender equity case being heard by Salas in which he challenged the male-only military draft. He also ridiculed Judge Salas in writings posted online, saying she traded on her Hispanic heritage to get ahead. Police say he was found dead in his car, roughly 130 miles from the judge's home. It was an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. The son who died was a 20-year-old college student. The judge's husband is a defense attorney. President Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, is suing Attorney General William Barr and the director of the Bureau of Prisons. Cohen, who went back to prison earlier this month after a pandemic furlough, says he's being held behind bars to try to stop him from finishing writing a book that's critical of Mr. Trump. Well, rape is one of the allegations in a sexual misconduct lawsuit against Fox News personalities. CBS's Jim Crisula. One woman accuses recently fired Fox News host Ed Henry of rape, while a second woman, who often appeared as an on-air contributor, accuses Henry, Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson, Howard Kurtz, and others of sexual harassment. The suit alleges Fox News executives were aware of sexual misconduct accusations against Henry three years before firing him. In a statement, Fox News says the allegations are false, frivolous, and meritless. Last month, a St. Louis couple pointed guns at protesters who were on their way to the mayor's house a few blocks away. Supporters say Mark and Patricia McCloskey were just defending their property. But now the top prosecutor has brought felony charges against them. Unlawful use of a weapon. Their attorney says no crime was committed. The prosecutor says she's pushing for community service, not jail time, if they're convicted. President Trump tweets this morning that kneeling during the national anthem is, quote, a sign of great disrespect for our country and our flag. CBS's Steve Futterman says it was fired off just hours after action on the baseball diamond. When the national anthem began playing last night in Oakland, four San Francisco Giant players kneeled, and they were joined by their manager, Gabe Kapler. Kapler became the first major league manager to take a knee during the anthem. I wanted to demonstrate my dissatisfaction with our clear systemic racism in our country. When the baseball season finally begins on Thursday, many other players are expected to kneel during the anthem. Reports say the NFL has offered to scrap all preseason games. That's something the players' union wanted, but the league cut the schedule from four to two. 
The proposal also includes a longer acclimation period for players, and they'll be tested for the coronavirus daily during training camp. The latest in electric cars is packed with power, as we hear from WWJ Radio's Jeff Gilbert. Seven electric motors give Ford's Mustang Mach-E 1400 prototype incredible acceleration. That 1400 stands for 1400 horsepower. 1400 horsepower almost sounds obscene. That's some of the things you're able to do with electric cars, is, is you can do some things like that, some obscene horsepower numbers. Project manager Brian Novak says Ford will be demonstrating the Mach-E 1400 at NASCAR races. Jeff Gilbert, CBS News, Detroit. About a half million people have signed an online petition calling for the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, Alabama to be renamed for the late congressman and civil rights icon John Lewis. Any final decision would be up to state Republican lawmakers. Even local supporters of Lewis aren't sure it's a good idea for a number of reasons. That's the Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder... Had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert. And I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> respond too quickly. Oh well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well this was over the strike period. Oh I had time. Yeah. See that that does that doesn't count. <laughs> sure, I responded to everything because responding to you putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. 
Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. 